Hello FYCU fans, it's Alex back with another episode of the FYCast and today I am going to read through our September Noodle article. If you haven't gotten the chance to make sure you go on our website and read through our articles so that way you can get all cut up for our monthly Noodle articles. Just like last month, I have read through the Noodle articles from August from everyone who got a chance to write their articles for that month so today i'm going to read through some of the articles that are written by our fyc members welcome to the september 2019 edition of the noodle written and published by the fyc for this issue of the noodle members of the fyc were asked to respond to the question who is my favorite disability activist for this topic we allow members to share their thoughts on who has influenced them in their lives and we hope you take a few minutes of our busy schedule to learn more about our experiences and enjoy our thoughts and opinions in this September 2019 edition of The Noodle. First, we'll start off with Brandon White, and he wrote about Marka Bristol. Marka Bristol was a disability rights activist. In her early 20s, her life took a tragic turn when she became paralyzed in a driving incident. Sometime in 1983, she had co-founded the National Council on Independent Living, otherwise known as the NCIL. In her lifetime, she had accomplished many extraordinary things, such as becoming the president of United States International Council on Disabilities, and she has come across many boundaries and has made life easier for many people with disabilities. As of now, she is the president of Chief Executive Officer of Access Living in the Metropolitan Chicago an organization of which she was also a founder. The foundation helps those with disabilities engage and grow within the community by offering them the tools they need. Marco Bristol has done many great things for the disability community and we probably wouldn't be here now without her and the other countless disability activists. As you may have heard, unfortunately, Marco Bristol has recently passed away Uh, She died at the age of 66 in Chicago, but her legacy in the disability community still lives on. So thank you, Marco Bristol, for everything that you have done for the disability community. Up next, we're going to talk about Serena Whitmore's favorite disability advocate. She wrote about Dominic Evans. I wasn't sure who to pick. I went through a list of names in line and found Dominic, and I was immediately drawn to his work. Dominic Evans was born in Toledo, Ohio. He has a spinal muscular atrophy, asthma, and OCD. So he has experience with multiple disabilities. This allows him to see the world through several different lenses, which is convenient because he is a filmmaker, public speaker, and disability advocate. As a child, he experienced bullying at school. In film school, he learned that because of his disability, people didn't want to work with him as much so he turned his filmmaking toward advocacy. Dominic speaks out about the how, what he interprets as hate crimes against the disabled. He thinks that people are afraid of becoming disabled and seeing people with challenges reminds him of the possibility that they too could develop issues as they get older. He feels that this fear leads to anger. He also believes that people do not really understand the struggle that disabled people experience fighting to get the services that they need and living on a budget. He tries to educate them about how 
the disabled contribute more to society and actually cost the government less if they are living at home rather than putting in a nursing home. He has several online platforms, including his own website, which features various of articles about being disabled in today's world and covering a variety of interests, interesting topics on a Twitter uh, discussion group, which is Film This, which discusses inclusion and portrayal of people with disabilities in the media and a series of film reviews about disabled characters at the Center for Disability Rights website. In this neutral article, Derek and I wrote about the same disability activist whose name is Justin Dart. I'm going to read Derek's first and what he thinks about Justin Dart. Derek wrote, after we decided to do this month's article on disability activists, I thought it would be fitting to remember and highlight some influential people in the disability movement who has helped pave the way to where we are now. After doing a little research, I came across Justin Whitlock Dart Jr. After contracting polio in the late 40s, he went on to college and completed two degrees. But when the university he attended refused to grant him his teaching certificate strictly because of his disability, he became a strong advocate for disability rights. Using his own resources, he put together a nationwide tour where he visited every state in the country promoting disability issues and awareness. He would later go on to sit on many committees of different capacities, including an appointment by President Ronald Reagan to be the vice chair of the National Council on Disabilities. A lot of ideas he promoted later led to the creation of the, of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which he would help pass. The ADA was signed into law on July 26, 1990 by George H.W. Bush and Dart sat right beside the president as he was signing the bill into law. In the years following the ADA passage, Dart continued to promote disability issues and put together anniversary events to celebrate the ADA's passage. After a long and tireless life pro promoting the one issue he believed in the most, he passed away in 2002, but his work will never be forgotten. To many, he will always be known as the godfather of the ADA and a true disability activist. What I wrote about Justin Dart in this article is that in his tour for disability rights, which took him to every state in the U.S., Justin Dart was an important figure for the individuals with disabilities that remain mistreated to this day. Dart had to accomplish his feat by collaborating with local disability advocates, community members, and friends. To accomplish his journey, Dart and his wife frequently had to find passage and housing that could provide for Justin Dart and his colleagues, as well for their wheelchairs. There weren't departments that were promptly accessible in every town that Darts attended. For many of the citizens with whom the Darts assembled, this was the first time that anyone had ever asked them as people with disabilities what they wanted from their, poli from their policies and for the nation. Based on these discussions, Dart and others on the committee conscripted a national strategy that requested federal civil rights legislation to end the centuries-old discriminant of spirits with dis um, dis disabilities, what would ultimately become the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990. For many fragments of the disability community, particularly in the Washington, D.C. area, Justin Dart is a symbol for hope in the current disability campaign and the prototype of compassion, advocacy, and leadership. 
In his final declaration before his death, Dart wrote, I call for solidarity among all who love justice, all who love life to create a resolution that will empower every single human being to govern his or her life to govern the society and to be fully productive of life quality for self and for all ending with his closing of lead on darts talk about how become a proposal for energy and commitment for numerous people who advance for the culmination of embodiment and for all who understand in work and consideration darts usual wardrobe of a statin hat with a pin of the american flag on the band and cowboy boots have become symbols of the disability rights movement our last person we're going to talk about is helen keller emma wrote about helen keller who is her favorite disability activist she wrote my favorite disability activist is helen keller and i have been telling her life story since i was in fourth grade she fascinated me when i discovered how she learned to interact with a world she could neither see nor hear. Helen changed the way the world thought of disabilities by going out and speaking publicly instead of being shut away or out of sight. As a child, Helen contracted an unknown illness that could be caused by either meningitis or scarlet fever. Regardless of the cause, she was changed, losing both her sight and hearing. Therefore, Helen Keller communicated her words through sign language with the guidance of her instructor and companion, Ann Sullivan. Miss Sullivan's instruction involved a strict schedule with a constant introduction of new vocabulary words, multiplication tables, and the Braille system. Although Helen had setbacks caused by her delay in developmental progress and intelligence, that didn't stop her from doing what she needed to do to achieving phenomenal success. For example, Helen Keller wrote 12 books. Her most famous book is an autobiography, The Story of My Life. Perhaps you have read the book or seen the play or movie, The Miracle Worker, based on her life. She is a member of the National Women's Hall of Fame and was the first blind and deaf woman to earn a bachelor's degree from Radcliffe Radcliffe College. Additionally, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which the president bestows to recognize people who had made a profound impact in the United States. Helen gave numerous motivational speeches and her advocacy for people with disabilities. She founded the American Civil Liberties Union and, like Helen, stated, Alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. Due to advocates for people with disabilities like Helen Keller, I can be a doula Roman student in college, I can drive a car, and my future is whatever I choose. Helen both advocated for me and inspired my future. Well guys, thank you for listening to the audio edition of the September Noodle article. I hope you guys learned something from these advocates. If you guys want to learn more about these uh, advocates who have disabilities, make sure I'll leave a link in the description of this podcast episode so that way you guys can go check them out themselves as anyways guys thank you for listening i'll be back with more episodes with new council members and a special episode once disability history week comes comes around and we have a special episode for you guys so thank you guys so much for a lot for for listening and i hope you guys have a good day have a great weekend and i'll see you guys in the next episode thank you